wasn't a fan of Congo. Tarzan was okay. George of the Jungle was all right. There was an episode of DuckTales that really reminds me of this episode we're talking about today. I believe it was called Jungle Ducks. But anyway, let's get into the St. Canard Files, a Darkwing Duck podcast. I'm your host, Will Santana, and... I'm Mike Russo, and I I don't practice what I preach. I'm a parent. I can get away with it. (laughs) Yeah, you sure can. Hey, Mike, how's it going, man? I'm good. I'm good, and things have been good. I'm binging the new DuckTales and uh, enjoying that, and uh, your life is good. Oh, yeah. I've been binging it, too, man. I'm almost there. Uh, At the recording this, I believe you said I'm about four or five episodes away. Yep. Okay, but I, I got a lot of the Darkwing out of the way, though. Although by the time you guys listen to this episode, we'll have already talked about all those new ones. So <laughs> let's not bore you guys more with DuckTales than we already have. Okay. Well, Mike, man, before we get into the episode, man, I want to just really quickly talk about cosplaying. Go for um, it. Yeah, you know, I- I've been noticing some Darkwings here and there. Of course, you know, when I go to, c- you know, conventions and stuff like that or expos, you don't really see – There's, it's not a common uh, – cosplay thing darkwing or uh i did see a negaduck at a dragon con of some dragon con photos but other than that i i saw one quacker jack i saw one taurus boba but darkwing is not really common it's funny that you think that'd be the most common (laughs) um I will say I don't want to criticize some of these cosplayers because I know they put a lot of time, they put a lot of effort, research, and then you know of course a lot of us are middle class people and we're on tight budgets, you know. Right. Yeah. But I I haven't seen that one Darkwing cosplayer that just blew me out of my mind. Like wow, that looks so real, you know. Yeah, it's hard. It's you know it's an it's. A superhero, but it's also an animal, so it's kind of hard to get the face and the beak and everything. Mm-hmm. Some people work around it. Some people, you know, mm-hmm. it's it's tough, I'm sure. Yeah, you know, and some people I know, they, they, they sew their own stuff. They, they, they put it together, and, you know, they buy a piece here. They buy a piece there, sew it on. Some people just don't have that, you know, they, they can't do that type of stuff, you know. They don't yeah. have that skill set. So I know they have to depend on buying this by itself. They got to buy that and just do the best they can to make it work. I, I'm really trying my best not to knock them, but I yeah, do. Well, I, I want I'm waiting to see that one costume that I'm like, we have a winner. This is the yeah, one. Well, you know? <laughs> no, no homemade costume is going to look as, as good as the one uh, Disney themselves make for the theme parks. Of course not. But <laughs> people try. Have have you met any of the characters at the theme park from Darkwing? No, I've never met Darkwing. I met Launchpad almost 20 years ago. Oh, but, and I met Scrooge maybe about a decade ago at a Christmas event. But I've okay. never met Darkwing. Oh, man. The, the only Disney afternoon I've met outside, of course, Donald to me doesn't really count. No. Yeah, is, is Max. Oh, you've met Max. That's cool. Yeah, I met Max at Epcot. Uh, we weren't even supposed to be there. You know how like they have like doors like between. You, have you ever been to Epcot? Oh yes, many times. Okay, well you know like between the different countries they have like gates and it'll say uh, employees only or costume oh, people yeah, only. Oh yeah, of course, yeah. Well, we didn't see the sign. The door was like half cracked open, so we thought it was a restroom back there. And when we went back there, Baloo was back there, Max was back there, and it was a couple of a uh, bunch of other characters. I didn't know who they were, 
But we saw the Max, and he was sitting on a bench. I might even share this photo in our Facebook page um, one of these days. And me and my daughter ran and sat right next to Max, and we got three or four photos with him, man. It, nice. it was like everybody's like, oh, where'd you get that? Where'd you get that? <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Do you know um, sometimes these days they have Max dressed up like Powerline coming out and dancing to eye to eye? Oh, Every, I did not know Yeah, they've actually – Disney's really embraced a Goofy movie. A lot okay. more than they ever thought they would. Um, but as far as the, the Disney Afternoon characters outside of um, Scrooge and Launchpad, no, I, I haven't. Darkwing only Darkwing does. I don't think he shows up at Disney World. I know he was at Disneyland um, several months back for a '90s event, mm-hmm. and I know he's popped up in Disneyland Paris. Okay. Um, but I don't know the last time he was at Disney World. I know. I don't know if they still do it over at Animal Kingdom. Um, Launchpad and Scrooge were visiting up until recently. Mm-hmm. We're greeting. I don't know if they still are. So it's it's been still possible to meet Launchpad. I don't know about Darkwing anymore. Well, maybe with the new DuckTales, you know, all this Darkwing stuff that's coming out, maybe they'll consider it. Maybe we'll get lucky, you know? I think if we get lucky and possibly there's a reboot or if um, – Darkwing on Disney Plus, you know, becomes really popular. You know, mm-hmm. it's possible they may start doing more with him. He might yeah. show up more often, and we'll get a chance to see him sometime. I know we'll, we're trying to get to Disney World next year, so who knows? Anything's possible. Okay. But all right, man, enough about cosplaying, enough about Disney World. Let's get into the episode, Apes of Wrath. Apes of Wrath. Mm. All right. So, Mike, uh, who wrote this episode? Uh, this one was written by Dev Ross. Uh, we haven't talked about him yet. He mm-hmm. was an actu- actually a pretty prolific uh, Disney show writer. He um he worked on every Disney show from 1988 to 1994. So if you name something they did between those years, whether it was Many Adventures of Winnie the oh the New Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, mm-hmm. sorry about that, all the way up to Aladdin, he worked on it. He also worked on um, a whole bunch of Land Before Time movies, some Clifford stuff, and. Uh, a lot of Darkwing episodes, as a matter of fact. And his episodes really run the gamut from, like, really great ones to mm-hmm. average Uh-oh. ones, like the ones we're talking, one we're talking about today. He wrote um, Apes of Wrath, Waterway to Go, um, Darkwing Squad, UFO, which I don't think are any of the better ones. But he also wrote Fungus Among Us. Time and Punishment, Up, Up, and Awry, The Haunting of Mr. Banana Brain, and mm-hmm. The Quiverwing Quack. Okay. So he's written some masterpieces, but he's also he also wrote some that I'm not all that fond of. But, you know, it's all right, because the ones he wrote that are good are really, really good. Okay. So there, also, so, uh, so you, you have a hate and love relationship with him. There's kind of like really no in-between? I wouldn't say hate. That's, okay, that's hate a strong, strong that's okay. a strong word because I still I I kind of like Waterway to Go. It isn't fantastic, but mm-hmm. and I like Up Up and Awry because it's a it's a Gizmo Duck episode. Um, he also co-wrote Trading Faces, All Fahrenheit and Love and War, and he also um, co-wrote Steerminator and mm-hmm. Extinct Possibility. Those later two he wrote alongside Tad. Oh okay. And Steerminator is another great one. Absolutely fantastic. Okay. And um, the story editor this this time was Kevin Crosby Hops. We've talked about him. And this episode first aired Thursday, September 12th, 1991. And it was an early one. It was 13th in production order. Oh, 13th in production. Okay. So it's pretty. It's still pretty early. 
Okay. And uh, who animated this? This one was another one that was animated by Sun Wu. I didn't mention them um, during, I think I don't me- think I mentioned them last time. They also animated um, Night of the Living Spud. It's Living Spud was fine. They actually did some pretty good animation in that one. But since mm-hmm. Apes of Wrath was an earlier one, I feel like this is a very static episode. It's like a lot of it's just in the jungle. There's nothing really interesting animation-wise. A couple of neat things that come up and I'll mention. Mm-hmm. But again, it's Sun Wu, and I've already talked about how I feel about Sun Wu. They get better as the series goes on, but these early episodes are a bit... Visually, a lot of these early ones are pretty mediocre, honestly. I don't even want to beat around the bush. Okay. Um, and I bet if this one had better animation, it would be pretty watchable. But as it stands, this one's definitely far from my favorite, even when mm-hmm. I was a kid. Okay. Well, um, before we really get into the episode, I'm just going to be upfront with you, Mike, man. I- I'm not a fan of this episode, man. Uh, it- it's like a Tarzan ripoff. It also reminds me of um, that episode uh, on DuckTales. I believe it was called Jungle Ducks, where it was like, yeah. uh, uh, I remember it was like a duck who was like living in the jungle and he had a tattoo and he was a prince or something. Prince Great Rake, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Miss Beakley yeah. was his nanny. Uh-huh. And yep. I felt like this was just another episode like that. It, it, to me, it was nothing new. They, you know, they changed the gender around. Every single show does a jungle episode with gorillas. It's yeah. inevitable. Every show does it. I do feel with this episode, it was basically someone had the idea, put Darkwing in the jungle, have him fight some apes, and the rest will write itself. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this episode is a lot of meandering, a lot of characters running around a lot, nothing really happening. And the new characters for the episode are also, you know, pretty mediocre, too. Um, okay. But you know what? Like I, I always say, just because you love Darkwing Duck and me and you obviously love Darkwing Duck doesn't mean you have to love every episode. Yeah. At 91, so, just a guesstimate, there's about maybe eight episodes I don't really like that much. You know what? That's about my average with Darkwing 2. I mean, that's pretty good for a 91-episode show, mm-hmm. especially one made in that era when they were churning them out so fast. Mm-hmm. So only have a handful that I just don't like. I mean, that's better than something like Tiny Toons. There's a whole ton of Tiny Toons episodes I don't like. <laughs> I mean, there's a whole bunch I like, but there's a lot I don't like. And for Darkwing to only have a tiny amount that I don't like, mm-hmm. I mean, that's more, that's a lot less, I mean, than something like Goof Troop or Bonkers. I mean, I find something to like in every Darkwing episode. There's none I actually hate, yeah. you know? But this one's definitely close to the bottom of the pile, and I felt that way when I was a kid. I still feel mm-hmm. that way now. But let's let's yeah, get let's... into this. Let's just start talking about it. All right, so how does the episode start off, man? It starts off with one of those jokes where the character has got a way too his suitcase is way too full and he can't close it. And of <laughs> course, it's not going to succeed in doing it. Mm-hmm. But what's very interesting is this is the very first time in any episode that you know, by air date that somebody mentioned Shush. Mm-hmm. And it's mentioned, you know, it's mentioned offhand. We don't see Jay Gander Hooter or Grizzly Cough. He doesn't go to Shush headquarters, but he mentions it. Which, so if you're watching this in air date order, you don't really understand what they're talking about, correct? Unless you know the show beforehand and you've re- and you've re- uh, read about it, which it's mm-hmm. possible you may have. Yeah, the name Shush comes out of nowhere. 
Mm-hmm. He says, you know, we have to um they're looking for the missing shush uh, scientist. Yeah, Dr. Brute. Dr. Beatrice Brute. And Darkwing's heading to the jungle to go find her. And Goslin wants to come along. And he's telling her, no, you can't come along. It's too dangerous, blah, blah, blah. And she's dressed up um, in uh, a pith helmet and safari gear and no sneakers. She goes the whole episode with no sneakers. And Goslin looks so weird with no sneakers. Um, <laughs> but she threatens to hold her breath until he takes her. Yeah. And of course, they do the, the do the joke. You're not coming. Absolutely. You're not coming. No way. Smash cut. She's coming with them. Oh, yeah. You know, she's going to get her way. Every show does that. Um, in some form or another every show does a variation of that joke Mm -hmm. so they're flying over the jungle and they're going over the gear Darkwing's brought including exploding coconut the coconut yeah I was going to say that (laughs) get used to coconuts because there's a lot of coconuts in this episode Um, but uh, Goslin activates the coconut and this is at least uh, one of my favorite scenes in the episode um, Gosling ejects Darkwing from the plane and he has the coconut. And that was in the theme music. Yeah, but what we don't see in the theme is this fantastic Tex Avery wild take. He mm-hmm. sees the coconut and he just, that drawing, when he freaks out, his buttons pop off. I, I don't even know what they were doing with that, but it's such a great drawing the way he freaks out. Like Tex Avery would be really proud of that one. <laughs> and he's trying to get rid of the coconut. He's throwing it. It keeps coming back. He's just trying to get rid of it. And all the whole time he's falling. And he really he realizes, you know, it's not going to happen. He puts his finger in his ears. And the timing is great, the way the coconut explodes. Mm-hmm. And to say that's my favorite moment in the episode, and we're about three minutes in, you see where I, you see how I feel about this one. Oh, yeah. You know, that's my favorite moment in the episode. And we have a lot more episodes to talk about. Um, so he lands in the jungle and, um, he almost gets eaten by a crocodile. And that's really interesting because I'm pretty sure this crocodile is designed after TikTok Croc from Peter Pan. Peter Pan, he looks, yeah. He looks it, just like it. And it's, it's not the first time Disney's done this. Mm-hmm. Um, TikTok Croc showed up in Rescue Rangers too. And the, the, the Croc scene is actually in the theme music as well. That is true. Yes. Yeah. The crocodile tries to eat him in the theme song and that's what we have here. Yeah, I believe those are the only two scenes that are... Okay. Yeah, it is. And uh, we get our first... He crashes into into a palm tree. We get our first instance of the coconuts falling on his head, which happens over and over and over in this episode. Mm -hmm. He... I don't know how he doesn't have a concussion after that. (laughs) Um, So, yeah, like like easy gags. I mean, the coconuts on his head. Now we have a bunch of gorillas show up and... Of course, they're big. They're big gorillas. Who do you think voiced these two gorillas? Was it Frank Welker? Frank Welker, of course. All right. <laughs> it's a gorilla, some sort of monkey. It's Frank Welker. He was a boo from Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I'm not sure. If I'm wrong, someone correct me. I think he did a boo from the new Aladdin too. Okay, I, I'm not sure. I haven't watched yeah, the new Aladdin. I yet. haven't watched it. I'm not all that interested. But it shows that um, these he's gorillas- still working. These gorillas were named Bongo and Congo, right? Yeah, Bongo and Congo. I think okay. Congo's the girl. Okay. And um, yeah, the monkeys are taking Goslin's uh, chocolate bar. They're they almost rip Launchpad in half. <laughs> I'm about to be twins. 
Launchpad is hilarious on this episode. Some of the dialogue is actually, it, it is pretty funny. There's some great lines that do come up. Like the one I read at the very beginning of the episode when I said, I don't practice what I preach. I'm a parent. I can get away with it. Yeah. That's, one, that's one of my favorite Darkwing lines. Like, especially as a dad. I love that line. <laughs> and um, so um, <laughs> Goslin yells at the monkeys for taking your candy bar. And there's another great line. Uh, Darkwing says, there's a new word for you, Goslin. It's called diplomacy. Learn it. <laughs> but yeah. um, uh, is this when uh, Trench Rod pops up? Correct. Trench Rod shows up. Major Trench Rod. Mm-hmm. First, you know what? My favorite thing about this character is he has a funny name. My Major... favorite thing about this character is he's voiced by Charlie Adler. Yeah, that's where I was going next. Starscream. I love. Star screen from Transformers, so I got all the love for Charlie Allen. Yeah, and I'm all not, the love for him. I'm not too fond of the voice he's using here, mm-hmm. but I do love Charlie Adler's work. Um, oh yeah, I think a lot of people probably know him best if it's not for was the Star Scream. Mm-hmm. If it's not for that one, it's probably Buster Bunny from Tiny Toon Adventures. Yeah. And um, this episode was probably made around the time that he actually had a falling out with Tiny Toons um, because he was he was upset that he did not get a role on Animaniacs. So him and Joe Alasky, who played Plucky, they both quit. Oh, wow. And they got Joe Alasky back. Thank God. Rest in peace, Joe Alasky. He was amazing as Plucky and Daffy and Sylvester. Mm-hmm. But um, Charlie Adler did not come back to Tiny Toons. But um, other voices he did, some of my favorite voices he's done, at least, are um, Ed and Bev Bighead from Rocco's Modern Life. Mm-hmm. That was Charlie Adler. And he did most of the voices on Cow and Chicken. Oh, he okay. Did, you, have you ever seen Cow and Chicken? Yeah, I have. Yeah, he did Cow, Chicken, The Red Guy, and Ira Baboon. That was all. That was like his show. Mm-hmm. And he's a really great voice actor. I really love him. Um, I don't love the, this character he's doing. Again, the name is funny. I wouldn't want to have Major Trench Rot myself. But um, he's he's probably the most forgettable villain in this entire series. Mm-hmm. Would you pick him over Lilliput or under Lilliput? Lilliput is ridiculous enough to be memorable, mm-hmm. I think, because he's just a complete goofball. Okay. That, but Trench Rot just... I don't know. I feel like the big mustache makes it seem like they were going for Yosemite Sam. Okay. But eh, I See, just don't with, like him. With Lily put, I felt like his lackeys carried him, you know, made it at least the somewhat end, entertaining. Yeah. You know, uh, Trench Rod, his his lackeys, eh, they didn't do anything. Yeah, just a bunch of guys in safari gear. Yeah, they all look like twins. <laughs> yeah, you know, I was watching it last night, and I noticed there was one shot with five of his lackeys, and they were all drawn the same. Yeah, exactly the same. <laughs> like, well, they got to cut corners somewhere. <laughs> you know, in an episode like this, you have to, because all the backgrounds are brand new. There are no setting they've been in before. You have mm-hmm. a bunch of brand new characters. You have a bunch of gorillas. So I can understand why they would not have to do a new character for every single one of his lackeys. They have to cut corners somewhere. Mm-hmm. But um, I think it's funny when you do see a lot of them together and they all look the same. Um <laughs> So Trench Rock shows up and chases the gorillas away and says the gorillas, you know, he's painting a picture of gorillas, how they're the bad guys. They invade his camp. They steal his stuff. 
and um, he takes Darkwing Goslin and Launchpad back to his plantation. And uh, Goslin gets obsessed with setting gorilla traps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it comes back to haunt uh, Darkwing. <laughs> yeah, she sets a uh, rope snare on a palm tree. He gets stuck in twice. Now, this is when Darkwing has, uh, or Trenchrod has Darkwing's trust at the moment. Yeah. Dark, Darkwing is trusting Trenchrod, so but right now know, he's not a villain. But you know right away that he's the villain. Oh, yeah. He's just, that, just the voice, the obnoxiousness of the voice, and you know he's he's acting so sneaky that you know he's the villain. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's no doubt about that. But Darkwing, of course, he believes who he is, and Darkwing is always... Always, you know, you know how Darkwing is. Once he believes something, he's not going to go back on it right away. Yeah. And um, so there's, an, there's another great line about parenting. This episode has a whole ton of lines about parenting. Um, Launchpad, um, later on, he mentions, you know, how'd you get Goslin to stay in bed? And uh, Darkwing goes, the secret of being a good parent is letting your child knows who, know who's boss. Of course, offering a 10 spot never hurt either. <laughs> so he bribed his own kid. I love it. I love it. Darkwing tries to be such a good parent, but Goslin's not easy. Yeah, and and I remember like there's a, there was this barn in particular like that was locked up, and, and Goslin kept trying to get in there. Yeah, she, she wanted to know what was in there, but Trenchrod, you can tell by his sneakiness, like he didn't want her to see it, and it was supposed to just be bananas. In the and crate. she's trying, and she's trying to get in there to get the bananas to make a gorilla trap. Yeah, <laughs> and then the gorillas show up and steal one of his trucks. Mm-hmm. And Goslin's in there. And Darkwing rightly asks, why would they steal bananas when you give them away? You know, these, you know. Yeah, it was a clear giveaway right there. Yeah, and Trench Rot, just lame excuse, so they're just rotten to the core. Um, (laughs) So Darkwing and Launchpad have to go find Goslin, so they're back out in the woods. And um, they grab Launchpad, and Launchpad disappears. And, oh, you know what, Will? I I was not correct. There is one more shot from the theme song in this episode. Oh, is there? The the, the scene where Darkwing's wondering where Launchpad is, and the gorilla swings down on the vine and tries to oh, grab. Oh yeah, you're right. Like that's yeah. that's a pretty effective shot because all the sound yeah. goes quiet, and Darkwing's mm-hmm. alone in the frame at the very bottom, wondering where everybody is, and the gorilla tries to grab him. So that's a pretty cool shot. So we got three we ha- shots. But then we have all these tired ape jokes where Darkwing thinks he's so strong, and. Obviously, he's not, and the apes are so much more powerful than he is. I mean, somehow he's able to carry an entire tree mm-hmm. and tries to um, tries to attack the gorillas. And it's kind of funny. He hits them, and it turns into um, toothpicks. Yeah. But did you catch that really weird joke with the, um, the pump sneakers? Man, that's what I thought of, man. Like, the pump sneakers. I was thinking of the Reebok D. Brown ones where I used to pump them up, and he won a dunk contest with I, oh, man. unlike you, I was never into sports, but when I was a kid, probably in fifth or sixth grade, that's when those sneakers came out. You pumped mm-hmm. the tongue oh, and yeah. you know, the high tops got tighter and everybody had those. That's so funny. I, I had a pair and they were complete garbage. You know what? We're talking about this and now it just like, because you, I'm thinking of sports and the, I'm thinking of the pumps. The dunk that D. Brown did when he pumped up his shoes, it was called the King Kong Jam. <laughs> and here we are with gorillas. Yeah. <laughs> it all so comes full circle. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> but of course, the real sneakers didn't inflate the like the way dark dark oh, wings. Of course though. not. You know. But it's cartoon. such a it's such a weird scene. He like he uses them just to reference like something that actually existed, 
And I find it just, it stands out, like, mm-hmm. more so now. Like, I don't think of those sneakers unless I watch this episode. And then I'm like, whoa, those existed. But he, <laughs> he puts them on, he pumps them up, and he runs right into another gorilla. And that's the extent of these sneakers. It's just the oddest thing. Um, and then this is when Dr. Brute swings in, correct? Yeah, finally Dr. Brute shows up. Um, oh, please let me name who, who voiced her. Please, sure. Go please. ahead. Victoria Carroll. And you know who's who's uh who's uh do you know who her husband is? No, I have no idea. Michael Bell, Cracker Jack, baby. Uh, you know what? <laughs> I did not know that. Oh man. Uh, I, have a whole, I have a whole list here of all the shows she was on, but I had no idea who she was married to. Michael Bell. But her career goes back. Oh yeah. All the way all the way back to the mid sixties. Man, oh, yeah, like, man, on my list here, if you can name a show that was made in the sixties and seventies, she guest starred on it. <laughs> I have Mikhail's Navy, Green Acres, Get Smart, My Three Sons, Love Boat, Dynasty. Oh my God, she was in everything. I and wonder she, when she got into voice acting then. Probably yeah, like I have this. that too. She didn't start voice acting until the early 80s. Okay. The first show she did apparently was Richie Rich. But it looks like she might be retired because she hasn't done anything in a while. Yeah, it says she's been married to Michael since 1968 and they're still married. Oh wow, that's a relationship that lasted. Oh yeah, 1968. Oh yeah, she got Quacker Jack. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Okay. Oh. This might have been her only Darkwing Duck episode. Yeah, probably so. I mean, Doctor Brute. It's she has a British accent. She looks like what you'd get if you took Binky and Doctor Cerebellum and you just put them in a blender. Okay, it says she did one more episode on Darkwing, Star Cross Circuits. She was oh, D2000. The, the D2000, I did see that. We're good. We got a while before we get there. Yep. The <laughs> DD Love Lost, the supercomputer. <laughs> so she shows up, and, you know, the truth comes out. Doc, you know, Major Trench Rot, you know, he's the bad guy. He's building a, a villa for villains, and there's no bananas. It's just crates full of weapons and real weapons too this show yeah. is still playing around with the real world weapons and um it raises the stakes definitely to see real weaponry it definitely makes things seem a lot more real mm-hmm. and um we have another um joke about darkwing not being able to handle things he eats or drinks because now we have primate punch oh yeah he goes way up in the sky <laughs> yeah darkwing darkwing cannot handle anything that's even a little bit spicy for him. He Darkwing has a very very weak stomach. <laughs> oh yeah. But um yeah, but even the monkeys can't handle primate punch. So it, it, she mentions Shush during this moment, doesn't she? She might have. I think see, she did. One, see, she, this is she, one of those episodes I just saw it. I took all these notes, but I don't necessarily remember specific dialogue. And you'd think I would after 30 years of watching it. But it's just this is what this episode does to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I, I she, think she did. She I think she what she, she was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think she briefly mentioned it. So like, if if you didn't know it, and you're just like, you know, what I'm saying like, I don't think people would have caught what she was talking about. And then she, I think she had told Darkwing like what the guns were there for. It was for the the villain, like the a whole prizes. Yeah. Darkwing guesses there to eliminate anybody who gets in the way, mm-hmm. and she says no. These are door prizes. <laughs> okay yeah man so once that is announced what happens next what happens next is um 
Darkwing gives himself away by throwing. What does he? I mean, you you know um, guns better than I do. What kind of weapon does he throw? Was it a machine gun? Uh, I believe it was a shotgun. And it goes off, and it gives the location away. Yeah. So um, I think um, Trench Rot starts throwing Molotov cocktails in the, into the forest to draw them out. Mm-hmm. So they get the idea of um, catapulting Primate Punch in coconuts. Yeah, and that's when he goes up to the helicopter when Trench Rot is trying to get away, right? Right. I mean, there's, again, there's, I always bring it up. There's so many guns. Like, all of his goons go at them with all the guns. And even the, the bird in the cuckoo clock has a machine gun. <laughs> <laughs> little bird all dressed up in um combat fatigues mm-hmm. and um yeah so trench rot tries to get away in the helicopter and darkwing goes up after him he tries to do an entrance but trench rot knocks him over before he's finished oh yeah that, that's so it's, true <laughs> it's one of the first times at least by air date that they're playing around with his entrance mm-hmm. the so he, the terror <laughs> yeah so he, he gets up under the helicopter he finally gets to say his entrance and in this one, it's, I am the flea, you cannot flick. Um, yes. And he keeps pulling on Trench Rot's mustache, which is, yeah. like, good. This guy's so obnoxious. Yeah, keep pulling on his mustache. Yeah. It's, it's cathartic. Um, so Trench Rot kicks him out of the helicopter, and Darkwing totally fakes him out. Yeah, he, he pops back up on the other side of the helicopter. Yeah, he's, such <laughs> a, he's such a klutz in this episode that when he does do something really skilled like this, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool. Because he's he's a disaster area in this one, with all the coconuts falling on his head. <laughs> this isn't one of his finest episodes, you know, oh. for Darkwing. He's a, he's a mess in this one, and um, but he he stops he stops Trenchrot, you know, saves the day, mm-hmm. and um, Brute is not going back to civilization, much yeah. like Jane from Tarzan. She's staying behind with her gorillas. Yeah, she's staying there. Uh, Launchpad he. He, I like Launchpad in this episode, even though I don't, I'm not a fan of this episode because yeah. I like a lot of his constant jokes. How, of like when he drinks the tea, how he got the tea exactly how he liked it with a little slice of banana, <laughs> you know. Launchpad's always so pleasant. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, Goslin, you know she she's popping in and out of this episode. You know her rose is is decent. It's not quite satisfying, but it is decent. Um. Yeah, it wouldn't be long, I think, before Goslin would get more justification for being in episodes. She's in this one, mm-hmm. but I feel like if she wasn't, it would pretty much be the same episode. No honker on this one. No honker, but I don't see what he would have added to it. Yeah. Uh, Darkwing. Darkwing, is, he, he's, he's solid to me on this one. I'm not going to knock Darkwing on this episode. I don't know. I, I think it's just overall the the whole villain and the 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 apes and the gorillas and all that. It just it, it seemed kind of redundant, and it re- just reminded me so much of the Ducktales episode. You know. You know, it's just it's an early episode. They're still trying to figure out what works. You know. Mm-hmm. And you know, obviously this didn't work all that great, but like that they wouldn't have done this episode later. There's no way they would have, and if they did, they would have used a more record. They would have, they would have used Steelbeak or someone from Foul. <laughs> if they had done this later, they would have pulled from the Rogues Gallery. They wouldn't, they wouldn't have come up with a new character. But mm-hmm. this is still early on when they were trying to come up with new characters, and some work and some don't. Okay. And um, you know, it's it's all right. Um, it's funny how um. They subvert what you're expecting. There are no banana peels at all in this episode. Nobody slips. But to it's the a, very end. It's a final gag. 
Yeah, that, that's what I was going to say to the very end. Because you think, <laughs> you think, since it's a 90s cartoon and the easiest gag in the world is slipping on a banana peel, you think they're going to do it. And they don't. They just keep throwing the coconuts at him. But the last thing that happens is he slips on a banana peel and says, you knew someone had to do it. Yeah, the the and, coconut and, and, and the, the monkey traps Gosling was setting, those seemed like to be the two running jokes. And you kept thinking that the banana was going to happen soon, but they kind of saved it to the end. You know, that's what I like most about Darkwing Duck. It does subvert what you're expecting. Mm-hmm. You know, you expect one thing and it tends to go off and do, it does something else. And, um, you know, I appreciate that gag. You think the banana peels are going to happen the entire 22 minutes, and when it does, it's just the very end. And I'm cool with that. Yeah. Um, did you Somebody... catch... Did oh, you catch... One, one last thing about the episode. Did you catch when the helicopter crashed? Darkwing said, nice crash. Launchpad would be proud. Oh, he sure did. Yep, the, the, we had a crash without Launchpad behind the wheel. Does... We don't even see how Launchpad lands the Thunderquack. He just lands it in the jungle. <laughs> and then the gorillas tear it apart. We didn't mention that. Oh, man. I oh, forgot all about Launch that. Darkwing so crashed dis- it. He, he's so distraught, Launchpad, when they tear apart the plane. <laughs> Poor Launchpad. So how many gas gun canisters are you going to give this episode, Mike? Oh, uh, um, oh, man. I'm going to give this two, one and a half gas gun canisters. You were about to say two. I was going to say, come I, on, I let's almost, keep it real. I almost <laughs> said two, but that's too close to average. Mm-hmm. And you have to have lesser ones in order to have the good ones. So I got to give this one one and a half gas gun canisters. It's not my I, favorite. I want to give it a one, but there's a but. The jokes on there kind of put gives it a notch up to me there were some funny jokes in this one and you know launch pad i think kind of saves it because you know his humor in it i'm gonna go one and a half hey, okay it's not the worst episode of me of darkwing uh that one's coming up soon for me but uh, i know i i can't hate this because some of the lines about being a parent you know practicing mm-hmm. what i preach it's called diplomacy you know you know the offering a 10 spot never hurt those are really good lines and that yeah. bit with the exploding coconut at the very beginning, I think, is fantastic. So I yeah. can't, I can't be too hard on it, really. Yeah, I, th- I think the jokes, like you said, some of the lines is kind of what saves this a little bit for me, giving it a, a terrible score. Well, I mean, well, one, I think one and a half is a bad score, period. But it, it makes it where you can at least watch it one time, you know. I don't think there's a single Darkwing Duck episode that's totally unwatchable. <laughs> I'm going to say that right out. Okay. And I know we're only what six, seven episodes in, and I'm saying that, but I stand by it. Okay, how many uh, gas gun canisters are we going to give Trench Rod? I'm going to give him a half a star. Whoa, that low. Yeah, I, I half a star, I'm sorry, half a gas gun canister. Um, because he's forgettable. There's nothing to this guy, except for Charlie Adler's voice work. I'll, I'll give him that, I'll give him that for Charlie mm-hmm. Adler. But he's forgettable. Yeah. You know, by the time we record the next episode, we'll have forgotten all about him. Okay. Uh-huh. He's never he's never been referenced. No one's he didn't even come back in the comics. Mm-hmm. He's a, really a nothing kind of a character, really. The, the the name is funny, like I said, but eh. My score is not as low as yours, but it's close. I'm I'm gonna give him a one. I I'm just not a fun I'm not fond of him. I've really felt 
Yeah, I understand he's a filler villain. You know, we're going to have those from time to time, you know, uh, a villain that's just a, for a filler episode. But <sighs> they could have did better than this, though. I yeah. can't even I can't even think of the villain's name from Tarzan, the one uh, Clayton. Clayton, yeah. Oh, you're talking. They're a huge Disney fan, so of course I know that. Okay. I don't even like Disney's Tarzan all that much either myself, but it's, it's, I know I know the villains. And, and I guess like the whole time I'm watching this episode, I just think of that Jungle Duck episode. Like, man, this is such a ripoff of that episode. You know, that's a pretty decent Ducktales episode. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm going to give him one for Trench Rod and one and a half for the episode. I'm just not a I'm just not a fan of this episode. Mm-mm. All right. So, Mike, what episode we got next? Next next episode is one that's a really early one and our official, really our official um, introduction to Shush and Foul, Dirty Money. Oh, which God. I know is not your favorite, but there are parts of it I really like. So it should be an interesting discussion. Yeah, I'm kind of curious how this is going to go because we're on complete opposite ends on this episode. Oh, I'm not <laughs> saying I love it, but I definitely... It might, it might be... Not my favorite because I think Night of the Living Spud is better. I think it might be one of my favorites from the first week of episodes. Mm-hmm. And a lot of it's, you know what? Not for now. We'll save it for next time. Okay. Uh, Dirty Money will be the next episode. We'll talk about it then. Okay. And um, But what I'd like to do is start a new feature for this podcast. We've gotten some great feedback from people. So far from on our Facebook page, uh, some people have messaged me and we've gotten some feedback that's really, really, really nice. And I love to be able to read some feedback that we get. Mm-hmm. And um, I want to encourage anybody who you know wants to tell us how we're doing, tell us well, how much they love Darkwing, comment on a specific episode we just did to post it on a comment for the episode on our, you know, our Facebook page, leave a visitor comment or even message one of us. And I got a message from someone a few days ago, and I, I definitely want to read on the air. And um, I got a message from Curtis Finley. And he, up until last year, he was a co-host on a podcast called The Disney Dad's Cartoon Afternoon. It was an episode-by-episode review podcast on the new DuckTales. It's on hiatus right now. He says he'll come back. And I, I believe him. I hope he does. If you're listening, Curtis... Can't wait to hear it again. Um, and he sent me he sent me a message, and I want to read it. He wrote, um, "Here are some comments that you can you can use in an episode." He said, "Thank you for your review on that on that sinking feeling. Even though I haven't seen this episode in years due to it not being on DVD, I am very familiar with the story because I have the storybook version and I've read it to my kids many times." I'm surprised that you didn't mention Moliarty's namesake, especially when you specifically pointed out the Basil statue in Drake's home. Very good point. We did not mention Moriarty. It's funny that we actually did not mention that. (laughs) Also, I wonder if there was a conscious decision to make the first villain in this superhero show a mole, which to me is an obvious parallel to the very first villain of the Marvel Universe, the Mole Man. Again, I am not a huge comic book fan, especially, you know, comic book superheroes. I love the Marvel movies. I don't know much about the comics. So that never would have occurred to me. Thank yeah, me you, Curtis. For, thank you, Curtis, for pointing that out because it could very well be. I know Tad Stones was very influenced by comics, so it's very likely this is exactly what it was. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, if Tad is listening and would like to let us know if that was true or not, we'd love to hear it. Oh, and yeah. Curtis finishes up by saying, anyway, looking forward to more episodes. Keep it up. Uh, thank you, Curtis, for that message. We really appreciate it. And again, oh, yeah. if anybody wants to have their comments read on the podcast, send us a message or comment on the Facebook group, and we'll be happy to read them. Oh, yeah. Or you can, uh, matter of fact, let's give our contact information. Uh, you can email us at stcanarfiles at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Facebook page as well, the St. Canard Files, a Dark Winged Up podcast. And we just created an Instagram page. And the Instagram page is slowly growing, man. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, do, it's doing pretty well. Yeah, we've, um just in general, not just the Instagram, we are growing pretty quick. Oh, in yeah. The last, in the last few days of the, this recording. Yeah. We're recording this on the 11th of September. September, And, um, yeah, we've got a lot of thought. You know, we just posted about um, Disney Plus, you know, Darkwing coming to that. And it's um we're growing pretty quick now, so we appreciate it. Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah, man, that's where you can reach us at. You go find Mike on uh, Facebook. I'm also on Facebook yeah. as Will Santana. Um, like I like we said, follow our Facebook page or follow us on Instagram or both, and make sure you subscribe to the podcast as well. Follow the the podcast. You know, we're releasing them. Seems like it's gonna be every Monday. That seems to be our set thing right now. What we're doing every Monday. Mm-hmm. And we record a lot of these in advance. So if you don't hear a comment right away, it's only because, you know, we're this episode recording at the 11th of September. It's not going up to the very end of the month. So be patient. If you send us a comment and you don't hear it right away, it's only because, you know, we haven't gotten to it yet. But we promise, you know, we will get to them. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I think that's it. Right, Will? Yeah, that's about it, guys. So we're going to wrap this one up. And remember, stay dangerous. Have a great night. 